When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Amber and Ian, but a little misleading because there is no Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. Instead, it is Jonathan Zaslow that has been kind enough to hang out with me. You are here, Jonathan Zaslow. That is a factual statement. We did truth or lie earlier in this show. That is an excellent segment segment that is just taken off. It really is. If you missed that or anything else here on Amber and Ian, check out the podcast on the ESPN app. You can find Jonathan Zaslow at Zaslow Show. You can find me, Amber Wilson, at Amber W Sports. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Let's find out what is a big deal and what's not a big deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? And Jonathan Zaslow and James Steele, our producer as well. Hello, James. Hey, James. That would be me. Hi, guys. How are you? Long time no talk. I'm doing Uh, really good. Thanks for asking, man. Yeah, no problem. That's what I I do here. Uh, Big deal, not a big deal that Amber thinks the air fryer is the greatest invention ever. It really Uh, is. I was just, I came in from our commercial break and I said, guys, I think the air fryer might be just a hair below the the wheel in actual fire in terms of inventions. I'll tell you, I'll be perfectly honest. I have an air fryer. It's one of those all in one where it's, you know, conventional oven, toaster, air fryer. I've never used the air fryer feature. I don't know how to use it. What? Yeah. What? It's yeah. so easy. You literally yeah. just pop things in and you press nah. air fryer and you put the time. I've, I've and never it used it the all air fryer all feature. Amazing. It makes things crispy, yeah. like as if they've been fried, but it's just airs as low, yeah, so it's, it's healthy. And it's so easy that I can quite literally do it here working from home doing this radio yeah. show while we're doing the show. So I pop it in, commercial break, bada bing, bada boom. It'll yeah. be ready for me next commercial break. That's the one thing it. you're better at than I am. There you go. Amazon would also be on my list of best inventions, by the way. Like, just delivery stuff in general. Big fan yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Radios as well, because, you know, that's what we do. So, without good, radios. Good save. Would be good save. Um, so, I think, I think we have to do this one. Uh, yeah. An infamous Kansas City Chiefs super fan pleaded guilty Wednesday in federal court to try oh, the guy, the, the guy who was robbing banks, right? Bank robberies, Yeah. Uh, he gained notori- a notoriety for wearing a gray wolf suit to Chiefs yeah. games, and he admitted to stealing more than $800,000 in 11 bank oh robberies God. across seven states and laundering the proceeds through area casinos, according Loves to the, the U.S. Attorney's Office. He had a plan. Uh, Zad's big deal, not a big deal, that Chiefsaholic has pled guilty to bank robbery. Yeah, I'm going big deal. It's a big deal they caught him. Uh, you know, robbing banks is not okay. And, I mean, this guy, he... He he had a plan. He's laundering the money through the casinos. This, this was this was advanced criminal activity here. I'm going big deal. I have to say though, I think the kink in the plan might be getting famous for being a fan at Kansas City Chiefs games. Like that doesn't seem like a good idea if you're trying to keep a low profile because you're living a life of crime. I'm not giving you criminal tips out there, America. I'm just saying, if in fact you are a criminal, (laughs) maybe don't go get famous. That's not a good idea. Keep a little bit of a lower profile. 
little lower profile than that. Super I guess he fan did wear may not a mask be the way head. to go. Okay. That might not be the way to go. Uh, yeah. So I mean. That's true. He was wearing a wolf's costume. Uh, I, it, listen, it's it's a big deal, and uh, he got caught, which uh, makes him not caught. a very good bank robber at the end he of the day, caught. as most of them are not. All right, so we've obviously been talking about the number one overall pick and Caleb Williams, uh, who we believe is going to go number one overall to either the Bears or whoever maybe trains with the Bears to move up to number one. Uh, but all the speculation, there's speculation that uh, Caleb Williams might refuse to play for the Bears. But in a recent interview, Williams spoke about that. Uh, he told uh, ESPN's Pete Thamel, quote, if I get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. If they trade the pick and I get drafted by someone else, I'll be just as excited. Speaking about Chicago, they have a talented team, a talented offense and defense. For anyone to be in that situation, I think they'd be excited. Uh, Amber, big deal, not a big deal. That It seems like Caleb Williams would be fine going to the Bears. This is not a big deal because, of course, he's fine going to the Bears. It's so much bull bleep that circulates during this season, frankly, Zaslo, and especially during Combine Week. But the whole rumors out there that he didn't want to play for Chicago and that he was going to refuse to play if he goes number one. It's like, we were hearing this crud about Nonsense. Joe Burrow. I feel like every few years when there's some high-profile draftee, we hear this crud, and it's all nonsense. Of course, they're not expecting, if you want to be the number one overall pick, which they all do because also you get paid, you're not expecting just to go to some great team and some great organization. That's not how it normally goes. So I'm imagining that Caleb Williams is fully prepared to go to an organization that isn't maybe right now the best of them, Chicago course falls into that category but I'm pretty sure he's sitting pretty being the number one overall pick this is all not a big deal it comes with the territory all these types of players want to be the number one overall pick and guess what when you're the number one overall pick you're going to a really bad team really good teams don't trade up for number one they already have a really great quarterback so you you know the situation and I hate the whole idea I know it's happened before Eli Manning, John Elway, I hate the whole idea of trying to force your way out of the team that's in the number one pick from selecting you. I'm glad that doesn't happen to be the case here, so it's not a big deal. Wouldn't it be great to have that drama, though, going into draft day? Well, there is drama right now. Until the drama is, what are the Bears going to do? That's the drama. Yeah, we don't need the drama this particular draft. Zazzo's right. Like, this draft... What are the Bears going to do is yeah. the topic it's of conversation good every We're talking single about day, every day of my life for yeah. the last three months. And I've got two more months of this to go, potentially. Yeah. So, yeah, this draft, we don't necessarily need that drama. There are some other drafts that maybe you could use that drama. Just, just warming up, maybe. Uh, the NBA on Wednesday denied the game protest lodged by the New York Knicks in the aftermath of their 105-103 loss at the Houston Rockets earlier this month. The Knicks followed the protest with the league to dispute the February 12 loss, citing concerns about the validity of the last-second foul call that made the scoring difference. The league reaffirmed the refs blew the call, but not in a manner to uphold the protest. A big deal, not a big deal, Zaz. Okay, so you're telling me that a referee made an incorrect call, didn't apply an incorrect rule, he made an incorrect call on a foul, which a lot of times are subjective, and you're telling me that that does not mean that we get to play the game over again? Wow. Shocker. Correct. Not a big deal. Uh, and, and by the way, they cannot, of course, even 
overturn this thing in that scenario because like Zaslow just implied it has to be the application of an incorrect rule it can't just be you blew the call right also they're going to get denied because the NBA gave them a mulligan well let's be honest about what happened the other night against Detroit the NBA made it up to them yeah, even if that they're not timing was replay the game against as well. the Rockets the NBA knew what they were doing hey guys listen now's the time to come out let everybody know we're denying that protest put out that memo yep. The future of the college football playoff contract after the 2025 season remains uncertain, with Executive Director Bill Hancock, friend of the show, saying last week there's a, quote, need for the deal to be done in the next month. But as the one-month deadline of mid-March looms, there's optimism and, quote, momentum for a 14-team playoff starting in 2026, sources told ESPN. There's an effort to come to an agreement in the coming weeks, sources said, but nothing is certain, and there are potential roadblocks and expected pushback, as evidenced by the CFP's own meandering path to a 12-team playoff. Uh, Amber, big deal, not a big deal, that there's momentum for a 14-team playoff. Obviously, it's a big deal. It's a big deal because we haven't even gotten a chance to test out 12s, Aslo, and yet we've got to figure out what we're doing after 2025, and they're trying to expand this thing because money. But it's funny to me because how hard was it for us to get four? And all of a sudden, we go from four to 12, 14 without even trying 12 yet? You know, it's like we're not even letting it sizzle a little before we immediately expand it. So it's just strange how many years it took for us to get to a playoff system. But now that we're at a playoff system... All of a sudden, everybody sees cha-ching, 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 and they're trying to expand this thing even further. It's going to be a big deal. All of this is a big deal. It's college football. It's money. It's national championships. This is a big deal because it's not necessary. There's no reason. Expanding it to 12 is great. I'm looking forward to it. Can I enjoy a 12-team playoff before we even start thinking about adding more teams? We haven't even gotten that point yet. And when we start with the 12, the fact that people out there think that we're going to be uh, uh, debating and arguing over number 13 and number 14, if you're not good enough to be in the 12, you're not good enough. Can I enjoy a 12-team playoff before we decide to change the rules? This is a big deal, and it's not necessary. We are going to be debating. We are, because number 13 is going to get left out, or number and number 25 I'm is going to get in under this current system. Don't try and debate it with me. I that's talk about the top that's 12. Theoretically I don't possible. debate 13 and 14. You won't debate it with me. One more, real, one more real quick, mostly for Zaz. Tonight is Sting's last AEW Dynamite Concert? before he retires. Big deal, not a big deal. Okay. Police? I mean, can, we, can we open, can we let the folks I mean, the police, the I, it's Sting, he's a legend. This was brought right? up I mean, before the think show he's started the, today. She's all right. musicians lying. of all time. This was brought up production meeting, and we had a whole conversation about this, and it was about five minutes afterward we learned that Amber thought we were talking the whole time about Sting from the police. No, we were talking about Sting, the icon, the franchise, the all-time great professional wrestler. We had a whole conversation, and Amber did not pick up on it, that we were not talking about Sting, the musician, that this was about Sting, the all-time great wrestler. Because why would anybody... When they hear Sting, thank you, Nick Cardi. Exactly. Why would anybody, when you just casually come in, hey, Sting, this and that, and blah, 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 why would anybody assume that you're talking about Sting, the wrestler, rather than Sting, the musician? And Nick Cardi, our AP, he backed me up because he was only familiar with one of those two people. Never right. heard of the wrestler in my life. That, I mean, that's, that's crazy. Thanks. 
It's crazy. I, I don't think it's nuts that you thought we were talking about the musician Sting. But if you want to say you've never heard of the pro wrestler Sting, I, I don't even know if I could believe you. I think you're trying it's to troll It's not The right Rock. Now. It's not John Cena. And by the way, I mean, Sting's been around of, a lot longer than those two guys. It's not Ric Flair. Two out of the four of us he have was one never of heard of greatest Sting, the rivals. Four out of four of us have heard of Sting, the musician. So I rest my case. Carney's like next 14 year. years old. He doesn't count. I uh, still know well, things. But, uh, the fact that he knows Sting, the musician, may be more impressive, oh, frankly. let him know, Amber. I don't think Sting, the musician, is any younger than Sting, the wrestler, right? Uh, so, probably there's Sting, that. Sting, the musician's definitely older. 64, Sting, Sting, oh no, that's the wrestler. <laughs> now my Google searches are all, are all messed up. Now I actually have to type in Sting, musician, for that to even come up. Yeah, because my algorithm Sting, is what comes up? ruined wrestler, because of you exactly. I think Sting, that's the no. determining factor right there. No. If you Google no. Sting that's and the wrestler comes right. up, what, this conversation's Only, over. Only on my tab, only on my computer, because I had Googled Sting the Wrestler earlier to see who you people were talking about. Sting the Musician is 72 years old. Sting the Wrestler is 62 years or 64 years old. It's more impressive than Nick knew. Sting the Musician. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we go back to the New York Jets. They're a mess, according to one of their former players. That's next here on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. If you missed anything here on Amber and Ian, check out the podcast on the ESPN app. We discussed this a little bit earlier, but there's plenty more to get by the to. Way, we the didn't rejoin even... song here, Amber. Come on. You got to acknowledge it's your boy Sting, not is the wrestler, the by the way. Yes. No, this is the musician Sting. This is the actual internationally known Sting. This is the Sting. When people say Sting, this is who they mean. Well, it depends where you're saying Sting. Nope. No, when you say Sting, you mean one Sting. If you say Sting the wrestler, then fine, you mean a different Sting. But just the word Sting connotes this, Roxanne. So there you go. <laughs> All right, so the New York Jets... They, by the way, gave permission to Zach Wilson to seek a trade. Of course. That means Joe Douglas isn't even bothering himself to seek a trade for Zach Wilson because he thinks the market's going to be so small for Zach Wilson. But he told Zach Wilson's representation, sure, you can try. You can uh, test the market. You can try. I mean, they're, they're going to end up parting ways with him is the reality. It's, but it's it might not, not be via trade. It's not that he thinks the market is so small. It's that I'm busy over here doing things that matter for the franchise. So if you want to do something <laughs> over there, go ahead. And let me know how it goes. 
Right. You want to go get a sixth rounder for, for old Zachy? Uh, sure. Uh, let us know if, if, that, if that offer is on the table. So Zach Wilson, he's seeking a trade. We'll see what happens there. But the real news from Jets camp uh, was from a former New York Jet, and that was Mecole Hardman. He only played in five games for the New York Jets. That's all it took for him to be really unhappy with the organization in many ways, and apparently really wanting out of KC. And also we learned that the Kansas City Chiefs were in fact tampering. So there's a lot to unpack here on the Pivot podcast, allegedly. On the Pivot podcast. Well, I mean, allegedly, uh, it, based on what Miko Hardman says. Oh, allegedly. Alleg- well, allegedly, according to Mecole Hardman, I, I did say it like it was factual. Based that on wasn't the first-hand account of Mecole Hardman. Well, right. According to Mecole Hardman, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs were, in fact, tampering, although he walked it back, of course, to protect his team and that he just won a Super Bowl with. He was on the pivot. That's what. That's the move. He was on the pivot podcast. Let's start with the Jets' locker room and the lack of leadership. You just got a new coach staff that came in. It's no standard there. It's like everybody do what they want to do. And defense have a more of a stabilized standard with that with the coaching staff on that side. So you could tell the defense got a standard, but the offense is just like, all right, we'll just figure it out. It's Aaron show. Mm-hmm. Let Aaron do what Aaron do, you know what I mean? But then when Aaron go down, it's like, we don't know what to do. Y'all can't tell me about winning. I know what winning looks like. Right. I know what winning is. So y'all keep telling me certain things. It's like, I'm not going for that because y'all not doing it right. Like, we got hammers on the ground. We don't got no discipline. People feel like it's too many individual egos in this locker room or whatever. And I'm telling them, like, this not going to get y'all to win. It's not going to happen. So basically, it's Nicole Hardman saying they don't have a winning culture in New York. I'm used to a winning culture in Kansas City. And I don't know if it took somebody inside the organization to frankly tell me that, Zazzle. I could have figured that out. But Joe Douglas, he is the Jets general manager. He is in Indy right now, like everybody else, for the Combine. And so, of course, he was asked about those comments from Nicole Hardman. Here is Joe Douglas. Not to get any specifics on what uh, McCole said. I, I'll just say, look, McCole, um, we're excited to sign McCole. He's excited to obviously join our team um in a situation it really xavier gibson really came on for us this year and um he did an outstanding job for us so um ultimately made decision to, to move on from mccall um but uh you know um our process of that and mccall he he was excited to be here and um it just it just didn't work out and a lot of a lot of that has to do with xavier he's, re- you he's have referring a couple... to xavier gibson there who right. won the you know the punt return job? Remember, he had the game-winning touchdown that first week when Aaron Rodgers got hurt against Buffalo. Apparently, they wanted Michael Hardman to be that guy, but Xavier Gibson beat him out for the job. Yeah, there was some there was some tension there apparently about. Hardman and returning punts and what his role was going to be with New York. There are some active players who've come out that are part of the New York Jets, Aslo, on X, and they've also given their opinion in well, response to McCall Hardman. I think it's uh, I think it's a good indicator of how little I'm not going to defend the New York Jets. All right, that's that is that is not a good franchise. But I think it is a little bit of an indicator how poorly they think of Miko Hardman when the punter Thomas Morstead feels comfortable enough to go onto social media and say this: "Be careful getting information from disgruntled former employees getting beat out by a rookie free agent." after being guaranteed millions of dollars, is tough to deal with. Entitlement is a killer of opportunity. You have to earn it every year. It's not very often, Amber, that the punter comes out and talks like that 
about a wide receiver who just won a Super Bowl. Well, Mac- McAfee's changed all that. He's given the voice to the punters. <laughs> they recognize they have a ton of power now uh, in the NFL. But yeah, you're right. You don't normally hear that. And those are some bold words. The only thing I'll say about it is I understand that you're frustrated, maybe this component of the punt return and what I'm Gibson and all that. But really, like, why was he, why would he be so disgruntled now? Because now that's the response from the Jets players is that he's a disgruntled employee. He, that man just won a Super Bowl and then just won a Super Bowl, but he caught the game-winning catch to win a Super Bowl for his team. Like, he doesn't actually need to come out and trash the Jets. I think he's also feeling himself a little bit where he clearly hated his time in New York. They clearly did not like him either. And now you look back at it and it's, hey, look at me now. You know, he, I'm the big winner. Look at what I'm doing. Look at what you're doing. I mean, Sauce, Sauce Gardner here tweeted out, we ain't going to talk about how our offensive game plan got leaked versus the Eagles, though. Apparently, and other reporters then piggybacked off that tweet from Sauce Gardner saying there is an impression in the Jets' locker room that Miko Hardman leaked offensive game plans to other teams Ooh. when they were playing the Jets. Wow. I mean, those are some big words. Uh, and and. Maybe that's true. Maybe he was that disgruntled there. The only thing I'll say is that Nicole Hardman kind of gets the last laugh because what you can't do is you can't take away the ring that he just won in Kansas City. And you can't deny that he knows winning. Went from a garbage franchise to a Super Bowl. That's true. Well, and, and, and another Super Bowl for him, and also third. won that Super Bowl. I mean, the fact that he had the game-winning catch, that's what's so impressive. Coming up next, we're going to head to Indy for the NFL Combine. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
There'll be some whistles blown tomorrow as things really heat up in terms of NFL Combine workouts. It is the NFL Combine all week, though, in Indianapolis, Indiana, which means that we have gotten all sorts of sound out of the Combine all week. But what we really need is some boots on the ground. So we found those as well. Q Myers, host of Game Night here on ESPN Radio. He will be coming off, coming up right after Zaslo and I hop off air. Zaslo filling in for Ian tonight. But Q is there. He is in Indianapolis, and he is the hardest-working man and all of ESPN radio and maybe all of the world. Hello, Q. (laughs) Hey, how are you guys doing, man? You bring me in to blow the whistle. I'm really, I'm in in my zone now, man. You guys know how to make a man feel good. (laughs) I appreciate you. You're hype. You're ready. All right, so keep that energy because I'm about to ask you about the darn Bears. And I don't know if you're as tired of talking about this number one overall pick as frankly I already am because I feel like we've been doing it for three months and potentially here, Q, we've got another two months left to go. But do you see that as what's happening? Yeah, that's what's happening. And the thing about it, Amber, is we've been talking about the Bears and the number one overall pick for two years. I mean, let's think about it. They had the number one overall pick last year, traded it back to Carolina, and then Carolina stunk so bad they gave it right back, right? And so now they're in such a prime position. They have an opportunity to really kind of take control and seize this draft. I mean, they have the number one overall pick. They can take Caleb Williams. They could always trade back a little bit, a lot. They have the number nine overall pick. And, oh, by the way, they have a guy named Justin Fields who they probably are going to trade. We'll probably find out about that this week. They're going to get more draft capital. So, yeah, we're tired of talking about the Bears, but they're really in control of this draft, and that's what's really making it exciting here in Indy. Q, you think it's going to happen this week with Justin Fields? I think that we're going to have a good idea by the end of the week. I think that Ryan Poles, the the Bears GM, when he talked uh, yesterday, kind of alluded to the fact that he wants to do right by Justin. He wants to make sure that, uh, you know, everything gets done in in a timely fashion. And if you remember last year, here at the Combine. It was, matter of fact, it was Wednesday when we found out about Jalen Carter and he had to leave the Combine and go back to Atlanta and actually turn himself in. They traded that number one overall pick by Friday. So I don't think that Ryan Poles is going to play around. I think he's going to get something done quick, fast, in a hurry with Justin Fields or potentially the number one overall pick. And I'll say this, pay attention to Washington. They might be in play to try to move up to just one spot and uh, end up giving Chicago an extra number one overall pick. Yeah, they, it, all sorts of things could happen yes. here as we head towards the NFL draft at the end of April. Q Myers, host of Game Night here on Amber and Ian Zaslow, filling in for Ian tonight. So Q, take me to the NFL Combine, because I haven't ever gotten an opportunity to go to one. What is the day-to-day like there? What is the buzz around the players that are actually there and performing? Well, that's the thing about it. There's so many players today. We had a bunch of defensive linemen speak to us, so we were able to to talk to the guys that could be potential, you know, first round picks, early early draft picks. I mean, guys like you know, Chop Robinson from Penn State was a guy that we had an opportunity to talk to for a while. Uh, Laatu Latu from UCLA. He's a big time player. He's probably going to go top fifteen. Got a chance to catch up with him today and just kind of pick their brains and hear what makes them go. But it's funny. It's almost like speed dating, right? These guys get about. 15 minutes at the podium. Byron uh, Byron Murphy from Texas was another guy. Tavondre Sweat. Now, that's a guy that bothered me. I was looking forward to talking to him to see actually how much he weighed. The medicals obviously are important. He didn't weigh at the Senior Bowl, so we thought, okay, we'll find out today. Literally, we sat there and stood there in front of his podium for 30 minutes, and he never showed up. And the next guy to show up was, uh, you know, Byron Murphy. Is So I, I don't know what was going on there. That was kind of a mystery. But those are also things that happen here. But, yeah, you talk to GMs, you talk to coaches, you talk to players. And then, oh, by the way, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it really gets going with the actual activity on the field at Lucas Oil Stadium. 
Okay, I want to know, Q, what, what it's like outside the combine. Oh. Like, what, like you, you just go to a random restaurant and you're running into head coaches and general managers everywhere? Yeah, St. Elmo's Saint is Elmo's? a hot spot. Yeah, St. Elmo's got me last year really well, man. I didn't know. Uh, I was a, a first-year guy here, and I didn't really know the history behind St. Elmo's. So literally on Radio Row or Media Row, whatever they're calling it, they brought some samples. And so they're like, hey, anyone want one? And I just saw a big old shrimp. And I'm like, yeah, let me have it. And so they had some horseradish on it. I didn't realize it. I thought it was shrimp oh, cocktail. Yeah. So I just grabbed it and shoved it, shoved it down my throat because, well, I've been here for hours. <laughs> and so, oh, my gosh, I can feel my sinuses hurting right now just talking about it. Like they cleared out everything and i mean everything so saint elmo's is a spot where all these gms coaches start to take care of and i say it in air quotes business even though the new league year hasn't started they're there hanging out high velocity is a spot that people hang out at uh, any of these steakhouses and it's funny everything closes up early except for those places when there's people important in town and they're talking about business even though like i said the new league year has not hit yet Great movie, too, yeah, Amber. For all the St. Events. Elmo's Fire, great movie. Great 80s movie. I, I, I'm not sure that's – yeah, I, I'm not sure that's necessarily related to the restaurant, but maybe that's where they got their <laughs> right. name. They do have a very famous shrimp cocktail there. That is what yes. Q was alluding to in any yes. event there in Indianapolis. Like, I was there for a Final Four. St. Elmo's is always where it's at. Mm. Q Meyer is joining us here. What are you looking forward to seeing tomorrow? Because the real action starts, like you mentioned there, at Lucas Oil on the field tomorrow. That's when we get to see the guys work out. What are you most excited to see tomorrow? It's always fun to see the guys blaze their 40. You know that, you know, there's money to be made, right? All of a sudden, a guy runs faster than he expected. He's like, wait, hold on. That guy's that fast? And all of a sudden, they have an opportunity to, to, to make some money. I don't know if that means that they turn into or translate into a great football player, but we kind of know how that goes. I'm honestly excited for the weekend when the quarterbacks throw because you're not going to see Caleb Williams. You're not going to see Drake May. You're not going to see Jaden Daniels, but you're going to see Spencer Rattler. And that is the name. You want to talk about a buzz here? That is the name to pay attention to. I remember when he was at Oklahoma, he got beat up by Caleb Williams, went to South Carolina, and all he's done is really turn around and make a name for himself. He won the MVP at the Senior Bowl, and now people are here talking and saying, yeah, Q, it's not really he's climbing the boards right now. We're just now starting to pay attention to what he's already been doing. So he's a guy that has an opportunity to really separate himself from some other quarterbacks that are in the draft because, again, he is out there on showcase where these other quarterbacks aren't doing it. Now, Q, you're you're a Vegas guy. You're all yeah. over the Raiders, of course. Yep. What happened with Antonio Pierce? And, and uh, he was catching shrapnel earlier today. What's what's that story? What's going on there with Antonio Pierce? Man, let me tell you, man. I, it's so funny, and I, we don't have all night for me to go on get on my soapbox. But it's so funny to me how everybody was cheering for Antonio Pierce because he was authentically himself. Right. He did it his way. He brought back life to the Raiders. He gave life to the locker room. They believe in him. He's a kid from Compton doing his way. Now all of a sudden, that's why he was the interim coach. Now he actually gets the job that I think a lot of people didn't think he was going to get. Now it's like, wait, you can't say that. You can't do that. Don't talk like that. You're a head coach. Wait, wait. What happened to being authentically him, his own way? So, yeah, Mike Lombardi, who actually used to be in the Raiders' front office at one point, uh, went out and said that someone needs to tell him to shut up and he's not allowed to be talking and this, that, and the other. And it's like, wait, wait. Oh, since when? And, you know, he even caught a stray from Greeny when he was talking about the Mahomes, you know, the Mahomes rules where you got to put pressure on him. You got to hit him. You got to get him to the ground, not injure him, not get a cheap shot in on him, but you got to get pressure on the quarterback, which, by the way, guys, that's what football is. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, he's, he's been catching strays ever since I think he got a job that a lot of people didn't expect he'd get.
Well, some people would say not being able to breathe on uh, Patrick Mahomes is more like what football is in 2024. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, uh, it would be nice if we could get some more pressure on that guy. Q Myers, right. you will hear him here tonight on game night from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. Also, the Locked On Raiders podcast. So what are the Raiders draft plans, Q? What have you learned this week? What are they doing with their first pick? Well, I'll tell you this. They're at 13. I do believe in my heart that they want to get up to three. I think Jaden Daniels is who they want. He has the relationship with AP going back to Arizona State. He recruited him, right? He shouted him out when he won the Heisman Trophy. He was in the locker room week 18 after the Raiders beat the Broncos at Allegiant Stadium. That's who they want. But as we all know, there's a lot of things we all want that we can't get. They're at 13. They've got to find a trade partner to try to go get him. So are the Washington Commanders willing to trade out of two? The Patriots out of three? I'm sure the Bears ain't going to trade all the way down from 1 to 13. That would be kind of wild, but, you know, whatever. Is If that's possible, then that's what the move that they make. If not, well, then they've got to make a decision. Are they going to get another quarterback and potentially settle, or are they going to go with a defensive line, uh, defensive lineman, offensive lineman, build the trenches up like a lot of teams do? But first and foremost, the most important thing for the Raiders is try to find and uh, identify who their quarterback's going to be. It's funny because you say they would like to move up to number 2 or number 3, what like I guess I'm simplifying it, but why don't they just do it? You know, if, well, if you if you want to get the quarterback, just make him an offer they can't refuse, right? Well, Zaz, I, I know you know I know that you're a, a different style dude, but but for me, you know, I used to go to the club and I'd identify someone that I wanted to dance with, a dance partner, and sometimes they look at me and they'd identify me as not a dance partner. So I can't, you know, the Raiders can't force a dance partner as much as you know they might want to say New England trade right now make that happen because we need our quarterback well guess what the Patriots need their quarterback the commanders need their quarterback the Bears need their quarterback the Cardinals need their quarterback the Vikings might need their quarterback Broncos need their quarterback there's a lot of teams that need their quarterback so it's not as easy as just go do it as much as the Raiders would like to and the AP even said hey everyone's got a price we'll see does everyone have a price Jonathan Zaslow always got all the honeys, so I he know. can't relate. I'm to jealous. That That's what I'm saying. In the club. I, I'm yeah. jealous. <laughs> uh, finally, here, Q. Uh, give me the Q Myers mock draft 1.0. What were the top three picks? Uh, the top three picks are going to go Washington at one takes Caleb Williams. The Bears at number two take Drake May, and number three is Jaden Daniels to other. I'm going to leave that blank open because I don't know who's going to get that number three spot. Maybe the Las Vegas Raiders if they get the honey in the if end. If they Q get Myers, the honey. You see <laughs> something you want, go honey. get it. Come on. <laughs> Shoot your shot. Right. Shoot your shot. Not the woman that gave my husband her phone number in the nail salon today, though. Ooh. Don't shoot your shot there. Wow. Q Myers, okay. host of host of case. She does what? She had the little, the nail girl just walk right over, hand him her number. Nice. I, I, and then I showed up a, a minute later and I was, what's going on in this wow. nail salon? What we got going on? Anyway, so there's there, there's your I digress. Q Myers. <laughs> host of game night you can hear him coming up at 10 p.m eastern thanks q appreciate y'all <laughs> all right q he was getting a pedicure zaslo he's just over there he's on his computer he's getting a pedicure and i was driving to meet him to get one 
And so I showed up late to the nail salon. Uh-huh. He's over there getting a pedicure. I walk in. The girl at the front, I said, hey, can I sit? My husband's in chair 10 over there. Can, can I sit next to him? And she looked at me like terrified. She's like, your husband's in chair 10? She said, did you say that to your husband? And I said, yeah. And she said, listen, don't be mad. But I had a woman who came up to me and she gave me her phone number to pass along to him. And I didn't know he was married. So I went ahead and gave it to him. She was like this little terrified. That's actually very nice that she did that. Yeah, I'm like, it's okay. She's like, I didn't know. I didn't know he was married. I'm like, it's okay. I guess the big ring on his finger doesn't give it away, but whatever. So (laughs) then I walked over. He had ripped up the phone number. Before you got there? I checked. Yep, before I got there, he was. I was like, "Where's the number?" He showed it to me. It's all ripped up and crumpled up. So it moved by that guy. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, the NFLPA report cards were wild today. Not only did we learn things like who has sewer uh, dripping out of their bathrooms in the NFL, but apparently the Kansas City Chiefs get basically F grades across the board in terms of workplace environment. We'll get into that next here on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Iowa Hawkeyes are up 53 to 26 on Minnesota. That's not really the big story of this game, though. The big story of this game is Caitlin Clark, of course. She's put up 21 points so far, six boards, six assists as well. She is working her way towards breaking the D1 scoring record, Zaslow. She just broke the NCAA women's all-time scoring record. Now she's going after the D1 scoring record for men's and women's. So she's working her way towards that. She needed 51 points to do it. She's at 21 points. So she needs 30 more points here in the second half of this game if she's going to break it in this game. And that's not completely out of the realm of the possibility when we're talking about Caitlin Clark. Well, she, she knows how to put on a show. You'll remember yep. that when she broke the, the record a few weeks ago, she did it by scoring the first eight points of the game for Iowa and by doing it with a, a wild three-pointer to get the record. So she's still 31 points away. They're up big at halftime. Would she even still be in the game late? I don't know. But what can she do if she winds up breaking that record? Does it come in some type of... Uh, uh, you, you know, sensational fashion. I don't know. Well, once you break that record, because the fact that it's D1 specific leads me to believe that the all-time scoring record for men and women, and I haven't looked this up, I probably should, uh, is not in the D1, right? Like, it leads me to believe there's some, like, D3 scoring record that's even bigger than the D1 scoring record. So could she 
then be just going after every scoring record ever? And she just comes out of this thing. She's coming Coming for for everything. She's coming for everyone. Men and women alike. She takes no prisoners. She's coming for everyone. Equality. So she is getting that done. I mean, she's going to break this thing. Whether it's tonight or not remains to be seen. But she's going to break this thing in the next couple games. So that's pretty cool. We also have... Our producer, James Steele, very, very happy because Luka Doncic came through, won him some money tonight on the betting side. Luka, on his 25th birthday tonight, 30 points, 16 assists, 11, 11 boards against the Raptors. He did miss a layup late in the game. That would have put him over 31 and a half. Yeah, I, oh, I I'm did. sorry. And he didn't uh, win you money. No. You, oh, you bet the over on 31 and a half. Oh, and he finished with what? He finished Sad. with how many? 30. He missed a layup late. Uh, that oh, put that's him a at bad beat, James. That's bad beat. Sorry. He also passed that up, a, he also Sorry, passed up a three <laughs> and a layup on the same possession. Uh, that's why gambling's the best and the worst. I'm sorry. It's all right. It happens. It was only five bucks. Um, although it's always the best on ESPN Bet. So check that out. Pelicans at Pacers. A 112 Pacers lead right now to 104. Uh, under four minutes left. In the fourth, we had the Timberwolves top the Grizzlies today, 88 to 85. No, the Cavs over that's the end, Bulls. That's end of three. That's end of three, Minnesota. Oh, sorry. Memphis. End of three. Yeah, you were absolutely right. End of the third. Important correction. Thank you for that. Also, end of the third. You've got the Cavs leading the Bulls, 81 to 78. And in the second, you have the Kings over the Nuggets right now, 47 to 41. Uh, be it that Grizz Timberwolves game being end of the third makes a lot more sense because otherwise I was thinking that that's your dream game. Maybe because, they fix know, the, the scoring, whatever they're, yeah, whatever they're doing in that game, they should replicate the rest of the league. And there they, they fixed no. the problem with too many points. They should not. Uh, we did learn that the NBA competition committee is looking into whether offense is now a problem in the NBA because there's so much of it. Uh, there's so much scoring in the NBA. Do we need a little bit more balance in the game? We discussed all that earlier in the show. If you missed anything here on Amber and Ian. Also, our big topic of the night was the NFL PA report cards, Zaslo, uh, that have been funny, frankly, to see and particularly like funny for us because we're Dolphins fans and the Dolphins have A grades basically all across the board, they end up being the highest rated team in the NFL based on these report cards. And you tell me it doesn't mean anything. Feels like it means something to me. It's an no, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I mean, I don't think it means anything. I think it's a whole lot of nothing. I, you know, if you want to say these kind of grades matter to players when it comes to signing with teams, I think ultimately the money is what matters when it comes to signing with teams. I don't think this stuff matters. I, I think it's cool. To have all the extracurricular stuff, uh, you know, the good food, the good child care, families to be treated well. Ultimately, though, I don't think it's stopping a single player from signing with Team X because they, they don't have a good family room during and after the games. And you see with the Chiefs, they're one of the lowest rated teams. They just won another Super Bowl. You see with the Dolphins, like you mentioned there, they're one of the highest rated teams. They have won a playoff game in over 20 years. There are teams, though, that did add the family room after last year's NFLPA report cards because that apparently has, has been an issue with some of these teams. The treatment of the families uh, is something that a lot of these franchises score pretty low on. So we have seen changes made just between last year and this year where they add something like a family room or they change where families are meeting up with players before, after games, that sort of thing. And the grades do change between from year to year. So far, this has only been happening for two years, but it's cool to see some of the changes happening there like the Jags for example moved up 
several notches because they were outed last year on the report cards as having a rat infestation problem. <laughs> Apparently they fixed that. Uh, so I, shout I, out to I the mean, Jaguars for fixing yeah. that. I, I would think that that doesn't need to be in the survey. Hey, improve, uh, you know, less rats is something we would like to see improved. Like you're telling me if you're an NFL free agent and you're deciding between team A, B, and C and team B has a rat infestation problem in the locker room and the money's all pretty similar that you're not going to team A or C instead? Oh, if the money's similar, yeah, I'm probably not going to the team where I got a rat next to me in my locker, all right? But if team B <laughs> that has the rats is offering me a significantly more money than teams A and B that doesn't have a rat problem, you know what? I'm going to say what's up to a rat. It's okay. I'll deal with it. Rat tattooey. Uh, they, they're great, excellent chefs, um, according to that movie. So your number one team overall on these report cards was the Miami Dolphins. Your 32nd team, the worst team overall, was the Washington Commanders. I'm Which not sure there's sense. any surprise there. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I would imagine that rating will probably be different, assuming that new ownership does what we imagine that they will be doing there in Washington. That rating will probably be different next time they run these report cards after next season. The number one coach was Andy Reid. The 32nd worst coach was Josh McDaniels. Yes. Yes. Did he get an Not F minus or an F? Well, I think he got an F minus. Uh, the number cool. one owner. The F minus is the F minus is crack me up. I don't actually actually I think I that's I should correct that. I think he got like a, a D minus yeah, because like I think D's. that was actually the lowest plus, grade. Yeah, I think it was a D oh. or whatever it was. Because that was the lowest rating for a coach. But there were F minuses in other categories, which were funny. Uh the best owner was Steven Ross in the NFL. Shout out, go uh, go Dolphins. The worst owner, Clark Hunt, who owns the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, like fans don't care. In the entire NFL. Best coach, worst owner. Yeah, I I think things are working out pretty well for the Chiefs. Not bad. Uh, Well, the Chiefs did announce today that they are upgrading their facilities and their stadium. 